Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Destroy Podcast. I'm Dylan McGregor, your host. For these last two weeks, I've been pretty busy with exams and moving out. And so life's been pretty chaotic for me, but I'm glad to be back giving you guys content for this podcast. Uh, for this week's episode, I'm very excited because it was with my good buddy Chase Topic. I actually recorded with this guy back in March. He's a really busy guy. So he, um, I got the opportunity before my hiatus and I put a lot of time in editing and a bunch of stuff and giving you guys the best that I could. Uh, he's, he's a great guy. I had a chance to work with him at the Bayside Brewery in Erie, Ontario. And he's a rising star in the bodybuilding industry. He was a good football player in his high school days and he transitioned into bodybuilding. He placed second in his, um, his first competition in the Niagara Pro Show. Uh, back in August of 2020. So he, uh, he's got a lot of good experience starting out in the bodybuilding industry. And I hope you guys really like his story and his journey. So I hope you guys enjoy more content to come in the weeks ahead. Hope you guys enjoy. How you been, man? I'm good. I am really good, man. I'm surviving. That's all that matters right now. So I'm good. Uh, How are you doing, good. dude? Eh, not bad. Not bad, man. Well, I'm That's honored good. to have you on the show. And of course, thank get, you. Yeah, absolutely. So let, let's get started with um, some of your childhood uh, to start because you mm. are a Chatham native. Um, yeah. So what was it like growing up in a small town? Like, how was it like with your family and starting into sports and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, actually, it's pretty funny. So I grew up in Charing Cross if you know where that is it's like almost in between you obviously know where Charing Cross is because you're out in Erio all the time absolutely um in between Chatham and Blenheim and so I grew up in multiple different homes actually uh still with my family obviously we just moved around a lot um so I was in Chatham for a little bit of my life then I moved out to Blenheim Charing Cross then we actually moved up here to uh Rockwood if you have any idea where that is it's near Guelph oh uh, yeah. I was there for a couple of years and then I came back to Chatham. Uh, so a lot of my life actually was moving around, switching schools, making new friends, uh, just trying to gather myself, basically. Um, and then once I finally got moved back into Chatham, I think it was like 2012-ish, maybe a little bit earlier than that. And then my first thing that I wanted to do was get into sports. And so I played football for my first time. And then that was just like the bug, it just clicked. It was just wanted to get better at that all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and that, that's how I first heard of the name Chase Topic at the, um, you went to CK and I went to yeah. QCC. Yeah, and I remember briefly playing against you in um, the, like we were both in grade 10 and it was like the, the championship game, the La Kessa Championship. Oh really? Yeah. I, oh no I was kidding. On that too. Yeah. Oh damn. Oh damn. Yeah. Was that the one that we beat you guys, or is that the one where you guys beat us the second round? Uh. Well. Did you win we... that one? Yeah, we did. Yeah. That oh, was... damn. <laughs> I, I remember because you guys were actually you were undefeated back in grade when I was in grade nine, and that was my very first time like playing the high school ball. We finally came back. Like you guys were the monsters of the league. We came back and beat you guys like an underdog, but since then I kind of went downhill. But I mean, it's okay. Yeah, you know there, there, goes, so. 
yeah, it, we we had some good battles, but I I, I, yeah. I only played I only played football in grade ten pretty much. I was not in grade nine. Yeah, but still, yeah, that that yeah. that's how I first knew you. And mm -hmm. uh, tell tell me a bit about your uh, your football journey before we get right into the bodybuilding. I'm sure everybody's curious about that. But um, yeah, what, what kind of moments did you like best about being a football player? And what position were you? I, I was trying to remember. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was defensive end and I was a linebacker. So oh, okay. I was doing a lot of just the hard hitting. And that was my favorite thing, dude. I was I was one of those guys where if I could hit somebody so hard that they didn't want to move afterwards, I would totally do that. I would take that chance and just try and like not immobilize them. Like I don't really want to hurt them, obviously, but I want to make them so scared that they don't want to run my way again, basically saying. And so because I personally don't like cardio still is like that in bodybuilding. So if I could take an easy way and make it so that I don't have to run after them, I was going to take that. And so that's why I kind of like to end more so than linebacker, because it was like, if the only goal you have is really to get to the ball in the backfield, and that's maybe five, 10 yards, quick sprints, just go and hit somebody basically, you know? So, so that was me. I mean, I, I loved hitting ever since the start of it. It was kind of like a, uh, a therapy, I guess you could say, in a weird way. It kind of just let out any emotion that I really had. And I don't know. It was fun. Yeah. Everybody's different. Fun. Everybody's different. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's like the satisfying way to clear your head and get right exactly. into that. There, right. Yeah. There was nothing else you would think about. It would just be like, you were focused just on the snap of the ball and trying to tackle the ball carrier. And that, that was it. It was black and white. See with other things like in school, there'd be like math and variables and like different solutions, different problems with this. It was just like, there's one way to do it. And that's the way to do it. You know, I like to keep it simple with everything I do. Honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I want to get into the next question about bodybuilding because, um, mm -hmm. You, um, your nickname is the Cobra. I know that for sure. That's a, it suits you. Yeah. It really yeah. does suit you. But um, wh when did it first click where you wanted to pursue that sort of uh, competition? Where did you think, oh, I'm going to be this bodybuilder and get right into training? When did it first click to you? So it actually started, um, well, I'll, I'll take you back to when I was in grade nine. Um, I think we were maybe 13, 14 years old, maybe 15. I don't remember, but um, it started with football actually. And my dad wanted me to, well, I wanted to get better. My dad also was like, he's a bodybuilder as well. So he kind of like pushed me into like the bodybuilding. Like, I want you to be good at football, but I also want you to kind of start working out, like kind of just nudging me in that direction, you know? So it started out with that. And I was doing like, um, some personal training sessions here and there. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I started, I hated it. Oh, did you? I hated working out with a passion, dude. Honestly, I would be like, not crying, but I'd be like, I don't want to go to the gym. Like, I don't want to do this. Or, it's not fun, blah, blah, blah. And at that time, it was like, I was doing more like hit cardio kind of like, Pilates, you would, get, would kind of say like a bunch of push-ups, burpees, you know, stuff like that. But um, then I took a little bit of time away from working out, and then it was in like 
uh, late grade 10, like I think it was summer or no winter of 2016 back in like January, 2016. And I had an opportunity cause I was really good at football to go um, play for a university. And I was super, super into that. And I was focused on putting on size. I wouldn't say the right way because there's a bunch of right ways to get big and get strong. But in my eyes, I was focused on putting on size the right way and pursuing uh, weightlifting and trying to sculpt my physique and get better at that. Um, and so I was starting going to the gym with my dad and he was training me. And honestly, right once he started training me and not somebody else, mm-hmm. it took a completely new form and filled up like a kind of like a space in my heart that was missing like something else to it. Mm-hmm. And then slowly and surely that little seed grew up <laughs> and it completely like wiped it. Like I honestly, I love football. I love playing football, but if I had to pick back then between it, and if I were to pick about it now, it would be bodybuilding hundred percent. Like I would give up football in a heartbeat for bodybuilding. And so I was just like completely overtaken by bodybuilding, just trying to get big, get strong, get faster. And I was just like, yeah, whatever with football at that point, you know? So, uh, yeah, I lost a bunch of weight really, really fast. Actually at the time I was, um, a little bit slightly overweight and that's why I kind of wanted to get into, uh, bodybuilding and like starting to work out so I could get faster when I was on the field. Um, I ended up losing up to, I think it was 75 pounds. I think Really? when I was in grade 10, yeah, it was 75 pounds. I was going to the gym twice a day playing football. I would wake up in the morning at four. This sounds like a rock motivational like thing, like a Dwayne Johnson, the rock kind of thing. Like I would wake, no, seriously, I would wake up at four 30 in the morning with my dad. I would drink my pre-workout, go straight to the gym. We'd work out for an hour and a half. I would catch my bus, go to school, do my work there. And I would play football and practice for two and a half hours or three hours, however long the practice was after practice, sometimes I wouldn't even eat. I would go straight to the gym and work out for a second time that day. I did that for, I think it was almost a year straight. I did that for that long. I really wore myself down. When I'm looking back at now, um, I really need recovery because I would look at pictures of myself back then. It'd be like, um, not skinny, but I could tell you I worked out, but it was like, I should have been bigger. I should have been eating more and uh, working out a little bit less because I was getting really skinny and I was not recovering. I wasn't putting on muscle, um, but I was getting stronger. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, that's all I really want anyways. Like, I just want to be strong for football. But then I started looking into more so bodybuilding and actual techniques and what you got to do to put on size. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm doing this all backwards. Like I'm eating... Uh, a can of tuna and broccoli and uh, like egg whites, like no carbs in my diet, like whatsoever, you know? So I was not recovering. And so I was looking at the bodybuilding stuff and I was like, Oh crap. Like I need to start eating more. And so I started eating more and I actually saw more progress that way. And I saw myself putting on the muscle. And once you actually see yourself putting on muscle and shaping your body to be even better than it was like before, like, obviously losing like a bunch of fat's awesome 
but then actually get into sculpt your body. That's when I truly like fell in love with bodybuilding. And I started looking to competing and like uh, looking to getting a coach, going to competitions, seeing like what all that's about. But yeah, that was, that was the start of everything really. And uh, I don't regret any of that. Like it was just a great time and it was like a real learning experience, you know? Absolutely. That's great. Yeah, that, that's definitely a great journey for you, like training with your dad and all that sort of stuff and finding the passion for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Which is great, which is great. Um, I want to get into like your daily routine through training. What, what are the, some of the things that you really focus on the most in, in terms of like, I, I understand that you're really putting a lot of weight and it increases probably each week to try to get to your goal. So what kind of uh, stuff do you focus on in terms of your training? Um, so that depends, man. Uh, are you talking about when I'm in prep or oh, yeah. like right now? Uh, well, let, because let's say it's, it's completely different. Yeah. When, okay. So in competition, um, mm. depends on the weeks out, honestly, as well. Uh, throughout most of the competition, anyways, I'm really focused on my, my meal timing. I have to have my meals every two or two and a half hours. Um, I would be doing my cardio sessions a couple times a day. I would be waking up in the morning. That's where the discipline kind of came from as well. When I was uh, playing football and stuff and training with my dad, like my dad and waking up in the morning and just doing my workout right then and there. And that's kind of basically what I had to do with my prep ever since I think it was 12 weeks out. Um, possibly sometimes. So preps can be like different lengths as well. Um, mine last year we kind of like put on size up until about 14 weeks out then we started to cut down um but let's just say in a hypothetical sense like it was 12 weeks out uh i would wake up in the morning and i would do my cardio right away so depending on where i'm at with prep say it was 12 weeks out i have like 20 minutes of cardio it goes up to maybe 45 minutes of cardio fasted in the morning so by fasted i mean like i have just water in my stomach there's no food so basically what the idea of that is, it's like you are focused on burning the fat as your energy storage. And that is supposed to basically like shred you down quicker. I don't really know the science behind it, if it's really true or not. Um, but there's multiple different ways to lose fat. And this was the way that me and my coach chose. So that's what I did. I would wake up in the morning. I wouldn't have anything to eat. I would just go straight to the gym and I would do 45 minutes of cardio, let's say. Then I would have my first meal, two and a half layers, I have another meal, another two and a half layers, I have another meal. Then I would go train and I would train for maybe two hours at a time, maybe an hour and a half. Um, and then I would have another 45 minutes cardio to do right after that. No eating, just do my cardio. Because in that mm-hmm. sense, like after workout, you are completely fasted again, because you just burned all, all of your storage. And I don't exactly recommend it. I would think back, thinking back at now from next time, I would probably eat before training again, because I don't want to um, sacrifice any muscle loss, you know, while right. I'm doing my cardio. But last time I did it, I did do my cardio right after I worked out. And so I'd work out for the two hours, and I would have to do another 45 minutes cardio. And then I would eat another two, three times again after that. So I would be eating six, seven meals a day, every two and a half hours, 
training three times a day, including the cardio. Um, and then I would have my supplementation. So I would be having like my fat burners in the morning. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I would have like uh, my greens juice. Um, I would have like, uh, there were certain ones that took like um, vitamin D. Vitamin D is really, really good for fat loss as well. And it also, because I was prepping during the winter, I would have a lot of that just because you're obviously not getting any sunlight. So I was doing that a lot. Um, and omega-3s, omega-3s are a really big part of it. And then just regular fat burner kind of stuff like uh, CLA, L-carnitine. Um, those are kind of more in-depth kind of ingredients that they put into fat burners, but it's like the most effective um, forms of it. And so what that does is it basically metabolizes the fat and uses that as uh, energy as well. So just a bunch of stuff, just compounding up. It's a bunch of little things, but those little things add up to make like the big picture, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. All of that. It was like, it was like super in depth. Just like everything was down to a T with my last like whole prep. For sure. Just crushed it, honestly. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting to know. And, you know, for me as an, an athlete, that's just, running up and down a basketball court every day, you know, just mm-hmm. seeing a different perspective of how like you go through your daily training and what you put in your body yeah. and prepping for all that. It's interesting to know for sure. And I want to get into uh, COVID-19 um, because fun fact <laughs> that you and I, uh, we both went to Fanshawe uh, College and mm-hmm. I remember going to the Peregrine residence and you were like directly across at Falcon Res. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a good time, man. I love college. <laughs> college was fun. Yeah, was it, was great. it was great. Um, and I wanted to get your sense because um, did you stay in your res as the uh, like lockdown was starting to go up with COVID? Um, not the whole time. I was staying in there. I think I stayed up until... Uh, maybe the 30th of March. So, I mean, half a month of into the lockdown. Um, I wasn't living there like the entire time, but I was technically occupying the residence per se because I had all my stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I found out like, oh, you will get your money back for the time that you did not spend in the res. I was like, okay, screw this. I'm out, like, I'm leaving. <laughs> like, there was no <laughs> chance because even back then there was like so much fear around COVID and, uh, spreading the disease because obviously nobody knew what it was back then. So it was like, I don't want to die. <laughs> like, get me out of here right away. So I was out of there within like half a month, man, honestly. Oh, what about man. you? Like, did you leave like right away? Yeah, just about. And like, as soon as everything was like going with all the, uh, the news headlines, my parents was like, mm-hmm. yeah, get home. We'll, we'll, we'll pay for a yeah. bus. Like, you can, you can get back. And then I just got yeah. all my stuff out by the 30th. So that's just right. that's just how it goes. And I want to yeah, get into yeah. yeah, I wanted to get into your uh, your diet because you and I um, I got a really good chance to know you well when we worked at Bayside Brewery in Rio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I remember you Bayside came. Too, man. Yeah, I remember you came in one of your shifts. You had like two containers full of prep meal, like grilled chicken, mm-hmm. rice, all that sort of stuff. I'm like, man, this guy's feasting, feasting for a long shit. Oh, dude, you you missed before when you went away to uh, college again. 
um, like one of your last shifts, like I was working there for, I think two weeks after or three weeks after you left, mm-hmm. dude, I was up to bringing, oh geez. I think I brought up to four meals one time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I just got that much more strict with my timing and my diet and everything. And like I had, I think it was two fish meals with, uh, uh, broccoli or asparagus or something and then it would be like a chicken meal and then there would be a chicken meal with like a little bit of rice in it but like near the end of my prep dude it was like everything was so down to a tea like I couldn't have sodium in my diet oh um, I could only have certain vegetables like there was a thing I couldn't have mushrooms and stuff too like I, I could have like asparagus I could have broccoli and I could have green beans. Those are my three vegetables. Oh, and spinach too. I could have spinach. Right. But that was my uh, main thing. Like, and near the end of it, obviously, there was no fats, there was no carbs. So I was like starving through those shifts, man. So I was making sure like I had every single meal ready because when I was time to eat, I had it down. Like I had a stopwatch on my phone. So it would mm-hmm. go off like while I'm working, like, oh, it's time to eat. But like, yep, going on break. I'll be your back. <laughs> I have to eat <laughs> because I was just that like, I could not work if I had to, honestly. I needed food ASAP. Oh man. Yeah, you were you were definitely in that mindset to just eat, 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 right? Oh yeah. Man. Yeah, of course. Um and I wanted to you get know, into Bayside. Yeah. Um, I wanted yeah. to get into Bayside because that was a lot of fun. And you know, you being the bartender there, I was like a server going around. How'd you like uh, working in that like small community in Erio? It, it was definitely a great place to people to connect with. Oh, it's awesome, man. It was awesome. I kind of had the same thing when I was uh, bartending over at USB as well, because it was all the regulars that would come in, you know? Mm-hmm. So even late at nights, like if it was a Saturday night or a Friday night and it was busy, like it was always going to be the same people, no matter what, like there'd be a new couple friends show up here and there, but like, we'd have tabs running for the people in there. Cause we know who they are. We have their phone numbers. Like we know exactly. So it was awesome getting to realize and recognize all the regulars that would come out to Bayside as well. Cause you'd see them walk in and be like, Oh yeah, that person wants a, uh, uh, what, what, what were they called? Um, Oh dude. Now I'm not remembering the, uh, a bronze back. They'd want a bronze back. Uh, yes. They want the Erio T's, uh, like, <laughs> You know, you know exactly what each person wants. It just makes the job that much easier to like, like compared, I was working over at the casino as well when that first opened and uh, literally from the time it opened to the time that COVID shut down or actually I left because of college. Um, from the time that it opened to the time I left, I don't think I served the same people more than like three times. Really? It was always going to be somebody new. Always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely so it was, yeah. yeah, I was just sorry. I was just gonna say no, it's, it's very, very um, different. It's a different. It's a different. Sorry, it is a different atmosphere. But both of them are really enjoyable. But personally, I would definitely pick working at Bayside over the casino. Not like in terms of money and making tips, because casino obviously was just way more. But I don't know what it was like to work at Bayside when there was no COVID. But without COVID. Like, you'd make a lot of tips at casino either way. You you know, like, people are in there gambling their money away, and then if they win big, they're going to tip you big as well. It's just, 
you hear one of the alarms go off the casino it's like winner winner it's like oh i'm about to get payday <laughs> like they got payday so did i here we go yeah but it was but... just it was much more chill environment over at bayside though and that's more my personality anyways so i just enjoy that more you know and getting to know the staff more and like becoming close like a family that, that's just what anybody could want with a job you know absolutely you get really the, the sense of all the locals and they're, they're all great yeah yeah of course mm. and i remember seeing your instagram and there's there's some cuts where you're going in for workouts and stuff and you rep the uh michael jordan jersey while you're going in for a workout <laughs> yeah. oh yeah uh, yeah. yeah and i've probably text you a few times saying like oh dude that's great mj's like one of my faves like it's great yeah. um what other athletes uh really inspired you throughout like were there any like famous bodybuilders or football or any other kind of sport like in that regard yeah yeah so i've always been inspired by great players but i'm also really inspired by players that are like on the come up as well so i was really into watching the college players people who I could um, people who I could bond with a little bit better. And that's mm -hmm. the same thing with bodybuilders. Like I would watch the guys that are on the come up more so, but when I'm like prepping for competition, it's different. I look at the people who have already won and have already accomplished all those things. And like, so when I was in prep, like obviously Michael Jordan was one of the greats in basketball. So I was like, I looked up to him a lot and I was watching the documentary behind that. And I would also watch guys like, uh, all the Mr. Olympias I was watching, I went through all the documentaries, everything I could find of like uh, Phil Heath, Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman, Doreen Yates, Lee Haney. Like I could name like all the bodybuilders like Arnold. I would watch pumping iron documentaries. Like, and with, okay, listen, with all the time that I have to do cardio, I think I went through every single bodybuilding video and cooking video. I was really into cooking videos during my prep. Because I was watching like all the, I was watching all the food that I couldn't eat, and I was like, oh, I can't wait. That's gonna be so awesome. But yeah, I watched like all those bodybuilding videos and everything like at least twice, man. Like th that was all just the motivation for me. But uh, yeah, when I was coming up, still like I liked watching uh, like who was it? Um, at the time it was a while back, but there was this guy. His name was Callum Von Moger. So I would watch uh, his videos a lot, like YouTube personalities, people who like I aspired to be younger mm -hmm. still. So they haven't like made it big by any means. I, I really liked watching those kind of guys like um, uh, Jabril Peppers playing for uh, Michigan back in like 2015 or something like that. Just an absolute phenom. I looked up to him a lot when I was watching uh, or when I was playing football, I mean, um, mm -hmm. Khalil Mack when he was playing in college, um, TJ Watt, JJ Watt, uh, who else was there? Oh, man, there's just so many to think of, like all those big hitters, those people that you see on the highlight reels in college. And I was like, damn, I want to be there one day. Like you just like almost emulate them in a sense, you know, yeah. and, like when I was, coming out with the uh prep it was kind of the whole like wearing the jordan jersey i always say it was like manifesting it you know so i was like wear the jersey become great and like 
make it happen just like they did you know you have exactly. to manifest yeah. greatness mm -hmm. wow that's truly inspiring just that quote alone yeah, yeah that's great i think anybody listening to that can can spark some motivation and burn i hope fire. so man that's that also motivates me a ton man like i was you know ryan maharm right mm -hmm. yes of course shout out merms um he posts the uh instagram story or maybe it was a picture um and it was his transformation over the quarantine i think you probably saw it as well he was like so uh, yeah. sorry old merms sorry 2019 merms and it was like um he was really skinny back in high school and up till about 2019 and i saw his picture he had a transformation over the quarantine dude he put on so much size and i was like holy shit like this is amazing like i can't believe like even my friends are following like doing those things and making themselves better for themselves like that motivates me as well i really love that yeah that's that's great shout out to merm yeah that's great shout good out to merm man good job merm <laughs> Um, I hope he yeah. sees that. I hope he does. <laughs> I hope he does too, for sure. Um, let me get into um, some of like your off time, like from being from being in the gym, and let's say it's just either like a normal routine <laughs> or um, or training for a competition. What do you enjoy most about your off time? What What do you do that really makes you entertained? Um, I don't have off time, man. <laughs> Uh, I wish I was kidding you right now, dude. I, I don't have off time when I'm in prep. I wake up and I do my things I got to do. Uh, I don't have time to play video games. I don't have, uh, well, when I do get the chance to when I'm off season, I love to play games. I, I like playing my GTA 5. I like playing that a lot. Um, besides that, really, dude, like, I didn't have any time. Like, I was working so much. And in between my working, I would be traveling for bodybuilding. I would be going to do massage therapy, like get my deep tissue work done. And then by the time I got home, like it didn't matter what time of the day it was. Like I was tired, I was exhausted. I would sleep and I would nap. That was my thing. That was, that was what I would do in my off time, really. I would nap <laughs> because I was just that, I was that gone. I was out of it, man. Oh yeah, well. So the, it, yeah, it took the, a lot of dedication. It really does. Yeah, well, yeah, well, the time in the the uh, the summer, like you were definitely a busy man, especially as of recently. But uh, in mm -hmm. terms of the uh, the summer, I remember after our shifts at Bayside, we would go to like River Rock with our uh, with mm -hmm. our coworkers and stuff. And mm -hmm. I got to meet your your girlfriend too, who's really nice. Like she's a very nice girl. And um, yeah. that, that was getting to my next question, actually. Um, What's it like uh, training alongside her? Because she does pretty much the same stuff as you. Well, actually, uh, we, <laughs> when we first got together, I got her into the gym and I would teach her how to work out and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I am speaking for her right now. I don't know exactly, but I'm pretty sure I did get her into working out. I take responsibility for that one. So yeah <laughs> but um honestly we don't work out together at all anymore nope oh no we go to the gym at the same time we go together obviously sometime whenever we can uh our shifts are in line right now because i work like midday till 11 o'clock at night she likes to work out at night because her shifts are like uh nine o'clock in the morning to like four five six o'clock at night so like when she wants to go to the gym i'm at work and so when we do get the chance to go together, 
we still don't work out together because like we're just not in sync with the workout she goes like um uh light weights for reps like she doesn't want to get big what she's doing is she is uh, a bikini athlete and so with a bikini it's basically like best beach body kind of look but still um super super shredded super shredded but with really nice glutes nice uh delts and really good back definition and so that requires like a lot of uh light weight like she doesn't want to be big so it would require a lot of lightweight. And if we were to train together, um, she would basically be like a bodybuilder. <laughs> so that's not what she wants to do, obviously, because we'd have to be like switching up the weight so much. And it's just, it doesn't really link up, you know? So we go together and we inspire each other. We help each other with posing. We help each other with workouts, but we don't work out together, you know? Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll spot her on a set. I'll spot her on a set. She'll spot me on my set. Like, I'll help her push out a couple extra reps, but our workouts aren't the same. Our meals aren't the same. Like she work out for maybe a shorter time period. I might work out for longer. Like it's, it's just different. It depends on the day really. Yeah, of course. And I, I remember you and her were in the uh, same competition back in August. I think yeah. that was for uh, Niagara. Right. And I yeah. just had to make, I just had to make sure just like didn't know what exactly her role was, which is great that she's, obviously doing well and so are you which mm -hmm. is great yeah so um actually let, let's get into niagara and that was um that was a great thing to follow especially being your co-worker the whole progress mm -hmm. you were and the, the amount of hours you put in what was that whole experience yeah. like from being in that competition and and i think you placed second was it in the um yeah, in the final? yeah, yeah. i placed second yeah so uh i placed second to this guy his name is skyler um, super, super nice guy. I like him a lot. He's always been like somebody I also, uh, looked up to and like followed his journey as well. Um, basically what this competition was, it was more so a stepping stone to go to the pro show per se. Um, I never had, I obviously wanted to win. Obviously you want to win a competition if you're doing a competition. I had nothing left to give. I just wanted to win. But it wasn't life or death if I didn't win. Does that make sense? So oh, like when I got to step on stage and compete against people that I knew, it just made it that much more rewarding whether I won or lost. Like I we all have respect for each other. It was all just fun and games, honestly. <laughs> but stepping on stage, man, it's like it's a whole different experience. Like you work so, so hard to get your shape and body exactly how you need it to be especially with the last couple of weeks of prep like everything is so intricate like my coach and I he was having me take pictures for him twice a day for the last two weeks and every single day the meals would change and so one time I would eat like uh uh I was posting on my story too I would have um a high fat day I think it was about 10 days out and um <clears throat> excuse me I would have a tablespoon of almond butter with each one of my meals. And at that time I was like, so depleted, like of all my like taste buds and everything, I would mix the almond butter into my, uh, uh, my uh, chicken and my rice, or my fish and my rice. So just imagine that, like almond butter, like peanut butter mixed in and melted into chicken. And that tasted amazing for me. So going through that kind of suffering and coming out 
and getting to step on stage and really show like what I would call like my perfect physique and be rewarded for that so significantly for my very first competition. Like, dude, it was just an unbelievable feeling, you know? There was nothing else that could really compare to just going through all of that hard work for it to actually pay off, you know? Because there was times, like, I never wanted to quit it, but there were times where it was so hard that it was just, like, I had a point where I was doing cardio after my workouts, and I would have to stop because I'm about to collapse. Like, I was actually about to go to the point where I was so completely drained of all my nutrients that I was actually just, like, just pass out. Wow. But getting on stage and getting to display that, it's weird because you look your absolute, or you look your absolute best, but when you're looking your absolute best, you feel your worst. Like, and the night before the show, even like my parents came into my room because my coach was next to me and what he does, my coach, um, he stays at the hotel with you so he can like monitor exactly how you're looking and just like tell you what you need to eat when you need to eat it. Just like, so you don't have to send pictures back and forth. You know, my parents came into the room after. And they thought I was high because of how zoned out I was. Wow. Like, I guess I was just laying there completely pale face, just like non-coherent at all. And my coach would be like, all right, Chase, time to pose. And he, I would like sit up in my bed, eyes closed, and just go walk and pose for him. Like, I didn't, I don't remember half the stuff I was even doing. <laughs> I wow. was just out of it. So that comes mm-hmm. to the point where it's like getting a step on stage and showcase all this hard work it really does not compare to any feeling like winning a championship, even like this, not even winning the show, but getting to step on stage was better than winning a championship for me. Cause there was just so much more individualized work that I put into it. Of course. Yeah. And your, your results really paid off. Like proud of you as a friend, like the, the journey Thank that you man. went through, Thank you. Yeah. The, the journey that you went through, that's, it's a great learning experience too, because that was probably your first competition, right? So that was, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And that's that's a great thing to experience and best of luck on the future, man. That's great. That's awesome. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, it's the first of many. It is. Yeah, more work to be done for you. Absolutely. Oh, dude, it's never sending. It's never ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, let yeah, me get into like, the, yeah. yeah, let me get, go let on, me get yeah. into Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, let me get into the final question. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we live in a time that's like pretty uncertain. Um, what, what's the uh, what's the future looking like in terms of like uh, further events that you'll have, or what's the training going to be like? Will it increase for like a a date to shoot at? Um. So right now, me and my coach have two pro qualifier events planned for this year. Um, The first one is the Toronto Pro Super Show, which is August 20th, I believe. I think it's August 20th. So my prep would start on May 1st if we decide to do that show. Um, Right now, it's all depending on how I look, how I'm progressing. And right now, I'm I'm in a pretty good spot that I feel like I would be uh, a top placer at that show. Um, but if my coach doesn't see the same as me and that's totally fine, like I respect his opinion and I think that he has a better eye for what will place good at a show than I do, obviously, because it's my own physique. I'm obviously going to think that it's 
better than it possibly could be. Um, so if we decide to do that show, that happens. It's awesome. If I don't win, we have another show. That would be the uh, Nationals, the Canadian Nationals. And that would be November 17th. Okay. And there uh, you go. Yeah. So uh, if we don't decide to do the Toronto show, obviously Nationals would still happen. It's not really either or. It's kind of Nationals is certain. The Super Show is not. Like, it just depends on how I look if I want to do the Super Show. But I'm going to be doing Nationals either way. You know, so... Um, right now I'm training, uh, four days on one day off kind of thing. So I would be doing, um, uh, back would be my first day. It would just be back. And then I would have chest and biceps and that would train legs and how my legs work. Um, I don't recover as fast as my legs. As I do with my other body parts. Mm-hmm. And so I actually split my legs into two. And so with those four days, it would be the first four days. My leg day would be specifically quads. And then the next four days, my leg day would be specifically hamstrings and glutes. And so it would just be the, uh, the back, then chest, biceps, legs, one or the other, and then it'd be shoulders and triceps. Then I would rest one day, and then I would train back again, chest and biceps, and just repeat with hamstrings. Um, but closer to the show, uh, usually when prep starts, I train more frequently. It might be different this year, depending on how my physique is progressing with this uh, training split that I am doing, which it is doing good. So I'm thinking I'm probably going to stick with it unless my coach tells me otherwise. But how I was doing it last year, and I might be doing it again this year, depending again, was uh, just every single day and then one day off. So it'd be six days on, one day off and rest on like Sundays. So that'd just be like every single body part would have its own day. So uh, back, then chest then legs, shoulders, then arms, and then possibly like hamstrings. So my uh, quad day, my hamstring day would all be just in the same week. Then I would rest and then repeat. And so that's what I was doing last year. That's what I was doing last year when I was working still. And it worked out pretty good. Uh, uh, I'm going to see if I can still make more progress doing the four days on one day off kind of thing. And that would be just like higher volume, more frequency to my training. And I've been recovering pretty good so far with that. So I'm going to try and stick with it and uh, just see how that goes. You know? Yeah. Well, wherever the your journey takes you, I wish you the best of luck, man. It's just. Thank you, brother. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah. And keep working hard. You're, um, you're really setting an example to everybody. I think the Chime community would be proud of you and all the work that you've done showing off your, uh, your bodybuilding, which is great, man. I, I could be more proud. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I try to, I want to bring home some trophies to Chatham, man. I really do. I want to, what my goal is, I want to get in the Chatham, sorry, the Chatham Daily News. I want to get in the Chatham Daily News. I want to have my headline article, uh, Chatham Boy Becomes IFBB Pro, something like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> something funny. That'd be the dream. Yeah. That's great, man. Nah, that'd be cool. That'd be real cool. Yeah. Well, Chase, thank you for being on this podcast. It really means a lot. Of course, man. Thank you for having me, dude. I really appreciate yeah. it a lot. Hey, no worries, man. You take care, all right? You as well, man. I'll talk to you soon, bro. All right. Sounds good, bud.